the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? Very good. Thank you for that wonderful music this morning. I always like it when you all sing. You're very good. I have got a few things I would like to talk about this morning. And so, I've got a question. Have you ever played a game of catch? Yes. Okay. Some yes, some no. We're going to keep going. During a game of catch... I know, me too. I do too. I do too. So when you play catch, how do you know if someone's ready to catch the ball? Yes. Yep. Hands up. They're looking at you, right? What else? Yep. They might call for it, right? Hey, I'm ready. What else? Okay. What else? Yeah. Yeah, you have to make sure that you know how they catch, right? So, if I'm a professional baseball player, I throw it real hard, and I know the catcher's going to catch it, right? But if I'm playing catch with Cooper... I'm not going to try to throw as hard as a professional baseball player. We're just going to throw it nice and light so that we can both catch it. Because I know you throw harder than I do. And I want you to throw light too. Now. What if I look like this? 
Are you going to throw the ball? Yeah. <laughs> if you do, you're going to get hit in the face. There was one time when I was real young. My brother and I were throwing pot flies to each other. And we throw it as high as we could into the air, over the barn, and then the other person would catch it. And we throw it as high as we could into the air, over the barn, and the person on the other side would catch it. Well, one time I threw it over the barn as high as I could, caught it. And one of my brothers came around the barn and said, hey, Ben. And we started talking. Now the person on the other side of the barn couldn't see that I wasn't looking. And here comes the baseball over the side of the barn and hits me square in the head. <laughs> I was mad, but I was okay. When we're not ready, things keep going, don't they? Things keep happening. No, just a bump. But when, when even if we're not ready, things keep going. Things keep happening. And here's the thing. God's kingdom, what God does in heaven and on earth, is like that. God keeps working. God keeps moving. God keeps making sure that the hungry are fed, that justice is there, that people are loved and cared for, even when we're not ready. Now, do you want to be a part of the kingdom of God? Me too. So we should be ready. How do you get ready for what God is doing? How do you get ready to help with what God is doing? Yes. Pray. Pray. That's a huge one. Yes. Um, like in the oil and the lamps, um, the ten bridesmaids, they fill their um, lamps, the wise fill their lamps with um, oil. It's like God pouring love into us. So we make sure that when we pray, we speak and we listen to God's love and God's word for us. Yes. Yes. Know the commandments and obey the commandments. Read your Bibles. Hear the stories. Go to church. Pray. Be around God's people. This morning, we had a baptism. Actually, two people were baptized. A mom and her son. And it was really cool. And when we had a baptism, we remembered the same things that you're supposed to do to be ready for what God is doing. To pray, to live with God's people, to know what God would do, to read the scripture yourself, to live lives like God would live. When we're ready, and when we keep ready, you'll find that we can participate in what God's doing. That we can work with God. That the ball's not going to hit us on the head. We'll be ready to catch it. Keep doing those things. Keep being ready. And look for where God is. Because God's there. Um, yes? What baptisms were only for babies? No. Therefore, young and old alike, we can all be baptized. Now, we're baptized once. But we are all given this gift whether we're the youngest baby or the oldest person. Everyone. Now, I think that is all the time we have today. So we're going to pray, okay? Okay, Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the ways that you continue to love us. And we ask that we might pray, that we might read 
that we might listen and hear about the ways that you love us and all your people. Make us ready and help us to be ready for what you would have us do to be more like you and to experience your kingdom, heaven on earth, here. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. At times, I've experienced this particular gospel lesson as a little bit harsh. It seems like a situation that I've encountered before, and maybe you've encountered it too in various places. How many of you have ever been to some kind of theater or performance where when the show starts, they're not letting anybody else in? Now, I used to, when I was real young, only associate that with, you know, really high-quality performances, like something they would do on Broadway or something like that. But actually, my high school theater was just like this. You were either in your seats at 7 o'clock, ready to go, or you weren't going to get to see the musical. You weren't going to get to see the play. And I always thought, do we understand that this is just high school? Do we understand that maybe we can just have a little bit of grace and let each other get into the door? I mean, a mom wants to see her son sing. Just let him in. I think that a lot. Why, why can't we just let people in? So you're late. It happens. Let them in. The gospel lesson for today is not a parable about the ungraciousness of the host. It's a parable, it's a teaching to tell us what the kingdom of heaven will be like. Not this is the rule of the kingdom of heaven, but that the kingdom of heaven is like this experience. And this experience is one of being ready. There were five and five. Five who carried just their lamps and the oil in them, and five who carried a flask of oil along with their lamps. And when they were waiting for the bridegroom, the bridegroom was incredibly late. The bridegroom shows up at midnight. If you show up anywhere at midnight, you're very, very late. So when the bridegroom shows up at midnight and the cry goes out, they wake up. Some have oil, some don't. They say, hey, can we share? They're like, no, we have no idea how long it's going to take him to get here. He already took forever. Go get some yourselves. What led to that moment? Five had a lamp, had some oil, thought this is going to be enough. I don't really want to carry any additional things. I don't really think I have to carry any additional things. The bridegroom should be on time. We should be fine. 
why did the other five carry oil? Why? I think the first five, the five who did not carry oil, thought about themselves, thought about their own experiences in a very reasonable way. I don't want to carry extra oil. I shouldn't have to carry extra oil. We should all be working together. If I run out of oil, I'll get more oil. It's fine. Another five bridesmaids thought, I don't want to be the one who has no oil. I don't want to interrupt the bridegroom's festivities. I don't want to interrupt the party. I'm going to carry extra oil. Maybe I'll use it. Maybe I won't. But I'm going to carry it, just in case. When you find yourself without oil, you miss out. Even if you're allowed into the party, you miss out. Even if you're allowed into the door, things aren't quite the way they should be. The party has to adjust. The party has to shift. The party has to move toward the ones without oil. The kingdom of heaven keeps going whether or not you're ready. The kingdom of heaven is a little more important than the party. And the kingdom of heaven is a little more focused than a door. The kingdom of heaven is concerned with justice and with righteousness. The kingdom of heaven is concerned with making sure that hungry are fed. It's concerned with making sure that lonely are not left there. Making sure that the ones who cry out are not only heard, but answered. Making sure that life is promoted, no matter where it is, and no matter whose. The kingdom of heaven is important. The kingdom of heaven is heaven on earth, now. And it has drawn near. Imagine, if the God of heaven and earth would step down from heaven, walk into this sanctuary, and I would obviously get out of the way at that point, and so I'd be standing over here somewhere, probably in awe. And the God of heaven and earth would turn to you and say, I am going to build the kingdom of heaven here. I'm going to build the kingdom of heaven in Arnsville. I'm going to build it in Biglerville. I'm going to build it in Upper Adams. I'm going to build it in Lower Adams. I'm going to build it everywhere in Adams County. And you will be the ones that I use. You will be the ones that I send out as disciples and as apostles, as teachers, as evangelists. You will be the ones who build the kingdom. And I send you now. How many of you feel very qualified for the work that the kingdom of God is asking you to do. We've got one. Two. Okay, two. I don't... I'm not against two, but I wish there was more. I wish that we felt ready. I'm done with the question. Okay. 
These flasks of oil sometimes seem heavy. What it takes to be prepared sometimes seems, dare I say it, unnecessary for daily life. To regularly pray, and not just pray in the moments in between in a car, but to sit down and have an actual conversation with God on a daily basis. To sit down every day and to hear God's promises through word, through prayer, through the stories we tell one another, to live among God's faithful people, to know the commandments, to know the creed and the prayer, and to hold them with us. These flasks of oil, these baptismal promises that we make as parents and as adults, for one another and for ourselves, these are the flasks of oil. And so often I find that we have left without them. That we're ready with a lamp. We're ready to help the person on the side of the road. But when it comes to a kingdom come near, to a culture shift, to a life shift that orients us towards God, we are left asking one another if you have any oil because I'm a little out. It would be a shame for the kingdom of God to be here and for us to not be prepared. It is a shame for the kingdom of God to be so close and for us to still ask one another, did you bring any oil? God has stepped down from heaven. God is working in Arnsville, in Biglerville, in Upper Adams, in Adams County. The kingdom of God is at hand. And there will be justice, and the hungry will be fed. The lonely will not stay lonely. Those who cry out will be answered. The party will continue, and the bridegroom will keep moving. Fill those flasks. Listen to God. Pray. Read your scriptures. Share your stories. Dwell with God's faithful people so that you feel that faith in your bones, so that the waters of baptism saturate you, so that everything you do reflexively, internally, and overtly become what God would be in this place. Be prepared. The story is not about ungraciousness. The story is about what God can do with God's faithful people. Fill your flask. And thanks be to God for grace. Amen.